Welcome to the Shot of Espresso podcast, presented to you by Ray's Ramblings. Are you on a mission to be great? Because life is way too short to not make the most of it. My name is Ray Gardner, and I wanted this podcast to serve as a mirror, and for you to look in the mirror and hold yourself accountable to be the best version of yourself. Let's be great together. Let's get it, people. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? Uh, welcome to the Shot Expresso presented by Ray's Ramblings. And I'm here with one of my best friends. Not just one of mine, one of my wife's best friends as well. A person that was in our wedding party. Uh, her husband was my best man. Uh, a wonderful wife. A super strong individual, professionally and in the CrossFit circle. Um, super healthy person. Uh, but more than that, super driven person. So I'm here and super damn happy to have uh, my girl Leah, the Jet Purvis. Hi. All right. Um, so, plane today. Jet, um, I don't need, I'm going to get into how the hell Jet came about, too. Uh, okay. But before we do that, what we're going to do is we're going to do um, our one minute fire round, right? Got it. It's a series of questions that's uh, yes or no's or what's your favorites or whatever. So I'm going to put one minute in the clock and I'm going to fire him out. Got All right. it. All right. Some of these that's not answer right could get you in trouble. I'm no, pretty I'm sure that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put one minute on and perfect. All right. So uh, what's your favorite sport? Football. Okay. So do you prefer uh, running or swimming? Running. Oh, shoot. All right. Nah. All right. So who is your favorite female CrossFit athlete? It's a tie between um, Brooke Wells and Amanda Barnhart. Okay. Uh, in the one-on-one in their prime, who wins, Matt Fraser or Rich Farnham? Matt Fraser. <laughs> All right. Uh, which one is uh, your favorite uh, overall, uh, volleyball or CrossFit? I know it's different. Ooh. And it's different parts of your life. Um, probably volleyball. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite exercise? Any sort of lifting. Not a Metcon, but any sort of lifting. But, like, do you want specific Yeah, that? just one specific. Um... Clean. Yo, clean. Cleans. I love cleans. Oh, and deadlifts. Um, yeah. Let's be clear. All right. Deadlift. Anything that you can lift heavy with, basically. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what's the best place you have traveled? Best place I have traveled? BVI. Okay. Uh, in a 2,000-meter row, who wins, you or your husband? Me. <laughs> Not even close. All right. All right. I was about to say 1,000, but that's, yeah. that's almost a sprint still. Uh, yeah. That's close. For sure. Uh, so would you prefer to read a book or audio book? Read a book. Uh, what's your favorite part about uh, training at the Ben Bergeron camp? Being surrounded by people that have a mindset and focus that you have. And you're surrounded by people competing and wanting to succeed in the sport that you're trying to succeed in. Um, it's just, it's mindset. It was incredible. Wow. We're going we to dive into that. Yep. And last but not least, uh, what's uh, probably your favorite hobby outside of exercising that most people are not aware of? My favorite hobby. Yeah, something love, that you do that somebody be like, oh, shit, I didn't know you like that. Um, there's, like, little things to know about me. I listen, okay. to, four, I listen to 40s music, big band music. What love the, it. Mm-hmm. 40s? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I do, I'm trying to think. I read a ton. I read okay. a lot. But I think yeah. everybody, but everybody does yeah, know every, that. Everybody but I listen to that. 40s music a ton, which wow. people giggle. It's big band. I don't know. I ain't never heard that time. in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't lift heavy with that. All righty. Uh, so, um, Leah, it was understood that, what, growing up you were uh, a soccer player. I mean, not a soccer player, a volleyball player. Yeah. 
right? Uh, so how do you go from a sport like volleyball and transition to a sport like CrossFit? Like, what was the transition like? Honestly, it was volleyball was something I did because my dad was going to make sure we did some sort of sport. So he okay. said it was either make the volleyball team or run track. And at the time, I hated running, didn't want to run, didn't know how to run, didn't care to run. So my sister played volleyball. She also played soccer. My brother played soccer. So I had done gymnastics, which was fine. Oh, okay. But my <sighs> up until probably, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade. And then in seventh grade, when we went to a different school, I didn't have time for gymnastics, so I just picked up volleyball, which actually was a whole lot of fun. We played club. I got to play with my sister. She's only a year older than me. Oh, okay. Um, I actually never knew that. Um, at the time, that probably wasn't the coolest thing that she'd ever done, yeah. but for me, it was actually kind of neat. I was a setter. Yeah. She was a hitter, so like it was wow. cool because you could work out and train together. But at that point, it was like pulling me through molasses to get me to go to the gym, to get me to run around the block. She was much more focused on doing that kind of stuff. So, okay. um, so I played college volleyball like I so you started through. playing volleyball seventh grade seventh, seventh grade. grade okay mm-hmm. and that was the only sport you played mm-hmm. okay that's right I played soccer but it was a lot of running I hated running yeah, okay. which is <laughs> funny because now that I know how to run yeah you say um, yeah yeah so anyway so then after after college I don't, I don't know I worked out some but I always had been on the like slender side my mom's really petite and tiny so I didn't okay. have to like work really hard to keep I could eat anything I could do. Nobody's going to want to hear that at all. But (laughs) I didn't have to, like, go and run 900 miles and do all this kind of stuff because I finally shot up. I was, like, 5'4 my freshman year in high school. And I shot up to my height now, 5'8", 5'8 half, like, junior year. Um, So I stretched out a little bit. And so, anyway, after that, I worked – I started working my senior year of college at the firm that I stayed with until – I don't know, five, six years after college, but the people that managed me at that firm are the same ones that managed me today. So just okay. been consistent with that. Wow. But it was when we moved down to Florida in like, when did we move here? 2010. And it, CrossFit was sort of becoming a, a new thing. What okay. have you. I think it's probably been around a little bit longer than that, but it really hadn't made its way, or at least to my knowledge, hadn't made its way, especially not in Memphis, Tennessee. But then when we moved to Florida. What um, made you move to Florida? So we moved here because of Don's job. He okay. got a coaching job here. So my company was awesome enough to let me work remotely. Okay. So they let us wow. move down here and do that. Okay. Um, so we were at a – I was watching y'all play basketball. You may not have been there yet, but Sato was there. Jason Sato was there. Yeah. Scott Eason was there. And they were starting to talk about this new gym fit crew in town. And they were like, it's like CrossFit. And I was like, I've been hearing about it, but I didn't know where to go to do yeah. it. So we went – I went – it had to have been 2011. I went um, to my first CrossFit class. Don didn't even go because he was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's good to get in a gym and do yeah. buys, tries, flies, do all the guy yeah, stuff the that guy you do. Stuff, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not <laughs> self-motivated like that, at least in that yeah. direction, or it wasn't then. Um, so we went. I learned how to like climb a rope that week. I did a few things that week that I was like, this is really fun. And so was it CrossFit-specific classes? or It was just like what their classes are now. Okay. Uh, it Probably a little bit different. Andrew and Niels were both coaching them at the time. Okay. Um, but we did a lot more of the Metcons. We did some lifting, but we did a lot more similar okay. to what we do now. Okay. A lot of what we do now. Um, so... I went for maybe two weeks and was, like, hooked. Okay. And Don was like, okay, well, now I got to go. <laughs> and so he goes, she can't go, you know, because he's never seen me take on something like okay. that and want to do so something like that. So he wasn't at the gym before you? No. Okay. Saddle and them was? Yes. Okay, so all his they friends and stuff then, like that yeah. was. He didn't go yet? No. Okay. He didn't. And then when he saw, and that's layered through my entire life, like, he's super supportive of anything that I do. So when he saw, like, how excited I was to actually go and work out, 
he was like, okay, well, I'm going to try this too. So, and then, like I said, he started two weeks later and then we've never stopped. And what I loved about it, it's different than anything I've ever done because even going through college volleyball, like a strength and conditioning program for the volleyball team wasn't really as developed as like what you would have seen for a football team. And CrossFit really wasn't a big thing then. So we were in the gym, but we weren't, it wasn't like what you see now at all. Um, So it was a whole new world of exercise movements and, and gymnastic stuff and lifting that I'd never done before. I'd never snatched anything before. Um, so every day was every day that I went to class was some brand new something to me uh, or something I'd seen or maybe yeah, done once, but yeah. not like incorporated in the way that it is in CrossFit. So that in and of itself was kind of exciting because it was something new and different every time that I went to the gym. Okay. So that's really where I got into actually liking CrossFit and then competing came, I don't know, three, four years ago. A little after that? Yeah. So how did you get to even want to think about competing? So I'm competitive by nature anyway. I think our family, like my parent, just competitive for job, competitive for school, competitive with each other, like competitive sports, all those things. And so, because they they felt, and I agree, that that is a good, it's good to be competitive and good to fight for something and good to work hard for something. Yeah, there's so much stuff. Like you 100% will agree. I think by playing team sport, even individual sport, like you develop so much more that affects the rest of your life Yeah. that I don't think people realize. It's not so much that I learned how to serve a volleyball. Yeah. It's more all the other stuff that I learned from the people that I was around, the coaches that I was around, the off time that I had to figure out how to, you know, continue yeah. to better your craft and then manage your studies and manage all these other things. Sports taught me that. So, um, once I got out of college, I was competitive in my job, 100%. Yeah. Wanted to, you know, everyone's told you want to get all the way up to, you know, CEO level. Like, that's your, in corporate that's America your or whatever, yeah. that's that's your path. So, you got to compete all the time mm-hmm. in what you're doing. So, I'm competitive in my job, which is fine, and I liked that, but I needed something more, like, physically active. So, Niels and Andrew, I don't remember, that. probably both of them, wanted a few people from Fit Crew to compete in some competition in St. Pete. Okay. So, they threw it out to a, a general group, and I was like... Maybe I'll try my hand at this. Yeah, because you had been at the gym for probably two years at that point. Oh shit! Uh, maybe oh, a year at that okay. point. Maybe a year at that point. Um, okay. So anyway, they threw that out, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll try this. And Don, of course, was like, my back with football and all this stuff. Yeah, like there's so much stuff I'm not gonna be able to do. He goes, I would love to compete like that, but he goes, there's always certain things that he he wouldn't he knows he would end up hurting himself yeah. doing, which is why he always does team, which I think is awesome yeah. too. Um, so they threw that out. We started training for it. You're starting to learn different things. That's when I picked up needing, knowing that I needed something more than just classes. Like, I had to go with a trainer. Because, again, back to the whole, I've never cleaned anything. I'd never, you know, with any instruction, per se. So, I knew I needed a little bit more work on lots of different skills. So, that's where it went from three times a week just going to class to two, three times a week going to class. But then two, three times a week going to see a trainer. Okay. um, Going to see Andrew. Um, So, yeah, I guess that was 2012. 2013. Um, it's wild to think that it's been that long. Um, so then that just was another competitive outlet for me because moving mm. down here meant that I relinquished some of my managerial control of my okay. job that I'd had in Memphis. So I felt like I think if I'm thinking about it and looking back on it, I needed something else that like I could control and I could do and was an outlet for yeah. just competing and doing, you know, just getting out of the house frankly, because yeah. you're working from home you can do that 12 hours a day and not ever look up so yeah. it was a way to get some rhythm in life as opposed to it always being 
just this one thing that I do. And then, you know, dad comes home from work and then we eat, sleep, get back up and do the same yeah. thing the next day. So, and it also introduced me to, I will say, like our close, my closest, closest friends, friends that I've had ever. So, you uh, know, it's this core group of people that I, you know, the gym is the, the constant that that's where we met and that's where we kind of formed these really great yeah. bonds. So, um, but anyway, so that's how I got into competing. I got my butt kicked. Um, and then instead of just being like, okay, maybe this wasn't for me, I was like, that's not yeah. how this is going to work. Uh, yeah. So now I got to work yeah. out more, I got to yeah. train more, I got to do more. Um, so anyway, so. Yeah, and we're we, we going we yeah. to get into that. Trust me, we're going to get yeah. into that. You know, so like, um, you know, um, a woman mm-hmm. in, in class, actually today, it was two different people, but one of the women has said that uh, that admires you because she said that in the athletic fear, as far as like uh, women goes, uh, sometimes women isn't respected on the same level as men uh, with the amount of dedication that you have to put into the game, you know, um, and this was coming from her, and and I agree, too. A lot of people see the results of some of your competitions, mm-hmm. uh, some of the terrible ones and some of the really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, some people see you working out uh, with, with Andrew in the gym. Mm-hmm. Rarely, even myself, don't see all the little things that you do. So um, what is a normal day uh, for Leah Purvis? Uh, because... You spend a lot of times in the gym, but you also got a big professional job as well. So, uh, what's a normal day for you? So, it generally starts at like four forty-five, probably. So my alarm goes off then, and very unlike. Do you hit snooze? Very unlike. Ah, oh, no. I hit it one time. Oh, okay. I give myself one. All right. Um, which I shouldn't because I know that's a whole nother. We can go into a whole nother yeah, yeah, plane yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. I hit snooze once. But by that point, Scooter or Clyde knows that I'm supposed to be awake, so they're awake because they're ready mm. to eat. So anyway, so I get up, um, make a quick breakfast, feed the dogs, make all the different bottles, protein shake, water bottle, um, grab a, a fuel for fire, something like that, pack the bag, get ready to go, and I'm out the door usually by 545, okay. 5.50. So then it's about, depending on the time of day, like that time of morning, it takes maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get to the gym. It's not too bad. Um so I generally train specifically with Andrew two hours a day. So seven to nine most of the time in the morning. But because of my age, and I think anybody should do this regardless of age, I got to warm up. I got to yep. do some mobility. I got to do some activation because I can't just dive right into yep. deadlifting 300 pounds without warming anything yeah. up. Y'all hear that? Show up the class early. Yeah. People yes. get there two minutes late. Yeah. No, you got to get there and get get your get body moving up. 100% or you're going to injure yourself. So I'm generally at the gym probably 620-ish, and I'll warm up and do... 40 minutes before your session. Yep. Wow. So, and before, in the beginning, I didn't really do that. We started trying to do that in that two-hour block, but then we realized I could come early and get that part done so we had more time to actually focus to work on, on the, the training. Skill. Okay. So then once I get done there... Um, Generally, phone calls for work start anywhere from, like, 9.30 to 10 in the morning. So okay. I'll probably take a call in my car. Um, usually they're pretty regimented, so, like, I can kind of space my week out and space out my time. Okay. Um, it's just anything anything dealing with work. So um, I manage a team of, I guess, six direct reports, and then there's 37 people underneath Holy them. Holy so, so over 40 people. Yeah. So you end up, you're on the phone a lot, but I'm also I can also be on my laptop a lot. This work from home in this year has actually been good because it helps you. Everybody else is doing it, so they know you're not going to always be sitting at your desk anyway. However, my firm knows 
this is a big priority for me as well. Uh, so they know I'm likely coming back from the gym or, you know, they, uh, they, they see and they see the importance and they actually see the benefit to them for me having kind of better mental clarity because I'm doing what I'm doing and providing yeah. better rhythm in my life. Um, so Don's generally at the gym at some point in there. So I get to see him there because he's asleep when I leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get that early either. I, I know either. it's a choice. Every yeah. time you sleep in, we talk about this all the time. Oh, we know it's a choice. It but, kills yeah, me. <laughs> but I would Is rather it? be there with them. Because Jillian, like, you know, we we are always, we we all four of us hang out. Yeah. You and I look like zombies. <laughs> but what's, They're we, ready to go till like midnight. And we are thugging out until like 11, 11, 30. But four o'clock in the morning, we up. <laughs> and we leaving. And they just. Yeah. <laughs> and they might not even go to class that day. 100%. It burns me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I then realized I made this choice. Yeah, so yeah, I try yeah. not. There are days when I'm like, man, it would be nice to sleep in right now. So anyway, so I get back, and then I work from home. So I have an office at home. Okay. Conference calls, video calls, all that stuff all day long. Um, so nutrition-wise, that's the thing. It started, like, instead of just playing and having a good time at one competition and thinking, yeah. like, hey, I'm good. Then I really wanted to, like, hey, I really think really I can be do good something. I, because, again, I think it goes back to my mom and dad, dad especially, like, I'm going to do something. I want to do it as awesomely and best to the best of the ability that God's given me to do. And I want to be a good ambassador for him. And, and that's the thing I don't think I realized would have that much impact. I just was doing it for my own, like, sanity. Yeah. Because work, I, like I said, my job doesn't, it doesn't start at 9 and end at 5. Like, it's yeah. all the time. All, all the time. So, you've got to find some sort of rhythm. Balance is a hard word for me because I don't think you'll ever truly be balanced. Balance. But if you find a good rhythm, uh, it doesn't mean that it's 50-50 and, yeah. like, it's, or it's, you know, 33 and a half done, 33 and a half gym, 33 and a half work. Ah. There's a rhythm, and sometimes the rhythm is more focused on the training, and sometimes Got the rhythm you. is more work. The thing that surrounds the rhythm all the time is done. So in my mind, this is kind of how like yeah in, yeah in like I said it's it's rhythm over balance to me because balance implies everything has to be equal in my mind uh, and it doesn't have to be equal. <laughs> so somebody else came I, up with that and I remember yeah, yeah, locking yeah. onto that completely because yeah. I think that's right. Um, so anyway, so then at least twice a week I either end up going to a run trainer or do swim training. Um, and that's in the evening generally. So I have to book in my day because my, my work day needs to be my work yep. day. Um, so I'll either start really early um, or go late. Seven okay. is late because if I'm starting early, I can't go to bed too late. Yeah. Um, go to, you know, I'm in bed by 8.30 or 9. It's, there's sacrifices that you make, but it's, it's, it's a very regimented thing, which is really good for my personality is to have good schedule and good goals and very things very defined. So. Yeah. But that, yeah, and then, you know, you eat five times a day, and you sleep, and you get back up, and you do it again. God, you know, I, I, never, I never thought about uh, the rhythm over balance. I think that's... I think balance implies, like, there's going to be an imbalance, yeah. which there is, and there can be, but it's it's your rhythm kind of trying to get back into thing uh, is how I... Because I think it's very rigid to have okay. balance and imbalance, and one is negative, and yep. one is positive, perceived. Yeah, yeah. And... Imbalance, there's going to be that, and that's not negative. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I'm like, if it's just rhythm and there's just some stuff getting uh, a little bit more than another, I think that's okay. Wow. That's what I've at least come to conclude. Yeah, yeah. So. Dang. Dang, that is. That is. It just, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the flow of that right. makes, makes a lot of sense. Right. And especially when you say one is negative 
and one is perceived as positive. Right. When when off balance isn't necessarily negative. Mm -mm. Sometimes it's better. Mm -hmm. You know, to 100%. be off balance. So hey, okay. So with with a schedule basically from four in the morning into seven. Seven seven thirty. Mm -hmm. uh, you still have an opportunity to be. You still have an obligation right. to be um, a good daughter, mm -hmm. uh, a good sister, mm -hmm. uh, a wonderful wife, uh, a great friend. Yep. So how do you find rhythm mm -hmm. in in uh, in doing all the things that you do at a high level? Because you knowing you you don't everything you do have to be really good. Or it, it it don't make sense. So, like, you don't want to be a mediocre friend. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's our relationship is special. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, so, and I think you take pride in it the same way I do, same way that Diane do, Jillian does. Uh, how do you find rhythm in a, in a schedule that's so... It's little things, and Don and I say it a lot. We always hashtag little things. Like, we even going back to when we were dating in college, it was a note in my mailbox. It was uh, like little, it wasn't, didn't have to be some grand expensive display. We were both broke college yeah. kids. It didn't, you know, you needed a stamp. You know what I mean? Like that was it. So it's, it's frankly being engaged when you do see the people that, that mean the most to you and then remembering things about them and about what's going on in their life and just little things like just touching base during the day hey, I heard this was happening today. Hey, I know that you got this going on. How can I help? What can I do? Like, just being engaged that way, giving little things. Like, that's one thing that um, Don and I talk about. I just I think deeply about people. It, I may not always say it, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think about yeah. you a lot. And so things remind me of you. So mm. when you get this random text from me and when I'm in, you know, North Dakota about yeah. something, it's because I saw something <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, Raven, yeah, 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 And yeah. I send it. And I think you do a great it's job not that. grand displays. Although I love giving like running shoes at Christmas because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the only thing I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone comes into the gym in our group that has brand new, you know, shoes yeah. on because that's like yeah, we all like know each other. Like yeah, that's yeah. our thing. And so And it's something that we know that they're aware. Right. Not a pointless gift. Right. And so but I really do think it does go back to in my mind, little things. Like and it's just and like it can be just a quick text, it can be a quick call, it can be a quick video or a voice message that you send. But just really trying to be in tune. And knowing what they're trying to stay in touch with what folks are going through and knowing that their schedules are nuts and just checking in. It, like I said, it doesn't have to be a grand display, but just knowing that someone is like with you mm -hmm. and can you can call and do what it's, it's, you know, like I always know Laura would be up the latest when I was on the West Coast that she would always be up the latest so I could text her the latest or Andy was traveling all the time. So okay. he was going out West as well. So we could always talk. It was always like, okay. just knowing. Yeah, yeah. so I think it really is the little things. And then, for, you know, our home environment is unique. Um, so what I try to do at night when I don't have training that I've got to go to, I try to shut off, like, work things around dinner time and okay. not really pick those back up. Until the next um, day? Until the next day. Okay. Or I may check a couple things right before I go to bed, which is completely against trying to get yourself to go to sleep. I know that. I know all this stuff. Don't put yeah. blue lights in front of your face and all this yeah. kind of stuff, but I don't do that very well um, because I don't also want to wake up to something that's already blown up. Yeah. Um, but I try to spend, you know, a good couple hours in the evening just hanging out with Don. Okay. And whether that's eating dinner, whether that's watching football, whether that's just talking, sitting outside, just we try to put all the other stuff away. Because he does so much for to help me succeed just around the house with our dogs, like in his own job. He's just, he he's so 
pushing and wanting success for me, that he's doing all these other things, that I don't want him to feel like I'm just taking advantage of him. Yeah. So we try to do a really, we try to be really good about that and then, or try to go to dinner once a week. And I see yeah. you and Jillian do that too, because yeah. sometimes life can just, yeah, it can take and that's where I think people lose sight yeah. um, if they don't really work at, and Mimi and Chip could tell us that a hundred times, yeah. but um, I think, you know, we surround ourselves with people that believe that and feel that. And mm-hmm. so we all are very good at making sure we're taking care of each other as adults, even though kids are around and lots of other distractions yeah. are around. So yeah, you know, little things. That's something I picked up from y'all. Um, you know, in our not even a year, close to a year being married, uh, we picked up uh, a lot of information from other people who has been doing it. Mm-hmm. Y'all already made the mistakes, so mm-hmm. we don't have to make the same. Yeah. We see, we don't make like, our own, but you know, but like one thing I realized is like um, that y'all spent uh, intentional time together, mm-hmm. intentional. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the biggest word because I'm like, all right, well, this is intentional time that they spending. And they successful. That don't mean y'all don't go through ups and downs. Right. So, therefore, I'm like, well, let's adopt that. So, Monday through Thursday, our intentional time is 8 to 9. Phones go off. It can go back on if you desperately need to do something after 9 or something like that. Right. But 8 to 9 is just our time, and that's our time to be with us. But it's intentional. Mm-hmm. Every night it doesn't happen. Right. I might have a football game or right. something like that. But, uh, like, she might have yoga or she might go to the barn. But it's intentional. And right. Those are some of the things that we learned from y'all just from being around y'all. Awesome. All right, so, uh, Jack, um, so this is coming from literally a, another woman in class actually earlier today as she was leaving because uh, I always planned to have you. And she was like, as a person who listened to all my podcasts already um, and just one of the greatest people I know, uh, she was like, you got to have Leon. And I said, all right. So, like, I remember asking you, and you were like, oh, this kind of not my thing. Not. And uh, I was being nice about it, but I was going to make you do it. Yeah. Uh, because you <laughs> I were, knew you would. You were, you were inspiration to so many other people um, with a sideline being, like, women, but mm-hmm. men men as well. But a lot of times it's special to see somebody that, that looked like you being the beast that you are inspired to be. And it's inspiring. So, like, what she said was this. She said, it's a question she wanted me to ask. She said, um, she said, um, she said, I have come to the class at 7 o'clock, 8.30, 10 o'clock, and p.m. Uh, I mean, and 5 p.m. She said, um, I always see Leah in there not just working out but going super hard. Um, then my sister went swimming on the weekends, and she seen her kicking everybody's ass uh, in the pool and also being pushed by her coach. Uh, every time I see her going hard, and I have seen her with and without her coach, I always wonder myself, how the hell does she keep this up and not like let life get in the way? I think it's because, one, I feel pretty grounded with Don, and I'm competitive, and there's been so much... Um, impact outside of just the physical. Like, I look vastly different than I did when I first started um, training, I guess I would call it. So physically, like, I like feeling strong and, like, not unhealthy and, like, internally feeling really good, externally feeling really good. So one thing is, one thing I have learned is you take four or five days off, it takes a while to get back to where Uh, you were. So there's just that, like, physical part of that. Okay. But what what I... have loved more so is the mental part of it. Um, my job's pretty stressful. It hits, fires all the time. Um, 
travel a decent bit. Obviously, this year has been different. Um, so if I don't get to the gym and do something, and it could easily be like injury prevention or yep. just doing something body weight or something like that. It doesn't have to be these crazy intense workouts, so I really do like those. If I don't get to the gym, that it my day gets off okay. somehow. And so um, you can ask Andrew, you can ask Don, you can ask any of the trainers that I've had when I've been forced to take time off. I'm not the best <laughs> to be around because I just, I, it's like I lose some level of organization. I lose kind of, it's like sharpness and like you just physically feel better. So then you're able to attack a lot more things gotcha. and you get more accomplished during your day. Um, so that's, that's one way like I keep going. But then also, again, trying to make it to the CrossFit Games, nobody has taken a day off. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so okay. the, when I'm, it's, it's all the same things you've heard from major athletes, what have you, like I'm in the gym when they're sleeping, like yeah. stuff like that. Like you can, everybody is physically doing the same amount of work that you're doing. So like to take some time off or to go slow on a workout or to kind of slack and doing some things, you're going to have bad days. It just is what it is. Um, but learning from those and bringing those to the next okay. is is a whole way to approach that. Um, but but to me, it's more what getting like I don't know if it's how it's chemically done, but like once I get like knocked that out and, and done at the gym, all of that translates into setting myself up for the rest of the day. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would say easily I'm probably a better morning workout person than I am in the evening. But I've been working with Charles in the evening some on purpose. To try to make to, sure wow. okay. you're still sharp even then. Okay. Um, and you're not letting the trauma of the day or the issues of the day or everything kind of run this great opportunity that I have. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible opportunity. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to squander it. But, yeah, there's certainly days when it, that's not my favorite thing to be doing. And yeah. it may be just like a thruster workout, which yeah. nobody likes those. Yeah. And so, you know, you just have these things where you may not in the moment really like what you do, but you know the broader impact that it's going to have on your wow. life. And then that's makes me a better wife, makes me a better sister, yeah. makes me a better okay. friend, like all wow. those things. It's this, it's this ripple effect that it has from this kind of core thing that, that I've worked really like worked hard at and I like working yeah. hard at. So, so like, you know, the, the, the cool part about, uh, this is like, uh, I always say it a lot, like you inspire a lot of people and, and it's, people don't even, sometimes people just see how hard you work and, and it, it internally, because I've seen it. I'm like, I don't, I'm soft when it comes to working out, to be honest with you. I'm super competitive when it comes to, like, any on-the-field activity. Sport. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, like, you know, um, I do certain things, like, uh, with the guys. Like, this week was the fastest time for a 1,000-meter skier. Okay. Uh, and I didn't want to do it at all. But I also wanted to show uh, that, you know, I'm in this thing, too. And plus, I want to show them that they couldn't beat me. But, like, you know, um, but what do you say, and I say this specifically, what do you say to um, uh, the the women that allow these ex- life to get in the way? And the reason why I say women in particular, because 95, 98% of the people I train is women. And it, it breaks my heart because a lot of times they are wives they are mothers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they are uh, the person that hold the household together, and which is a super, super important job. Mm-hmm. But they put all three of those things in front of them. And I always say, as you have articulated a couple of times, if you don't take care of yourself, it's impossible to be the best version of a mom, right. uh, as a daughter, as a friend. And it's not a good example. You're not setting uh-huh. a good example in my mind. And it is, and I certainly can't speak from having, we have dogs. Yeah. We 
we had lots of children that don't coach, but we don't have our own children. And I can't even, I see all my friends and I'm just in awe of how they're able to balance that life, have a rhythm with that life, keep their husband happy, keep their home happy. Like all these things that seems like so much pressure that they put on themselves. And I would say to me, very much like what you said, I think if I didn't, it, it's an hour. It's 30 minutes. Yeah. And I know it might be 10 minutes to get to the gym or 20 minutes to, to drive to and from. But just taking that time, I I feel like enhances everything, like makes everything around you better. Mm. I don't break something that's going to cause a problem. But yeah. like you're setting an example. You're showing your children to physically take care of themselves, that there's a good social aspect to people that are also taking care of mm-hmm. themselves, like in, in moms that come together to the same 9 o'clock class or 8.30 class yeah. or what have you. Yeah. Like, they're, they've got a good bond there. There's a uh-huh. lot of camaraderie there. Your children see that. They also see that you, you're not being selfish by any stretch. They see the benefit of you feeling better, wow. feeling okay. good, having your brain kind of yeah. sharp, getting kind of that energy out to then organize and fly through your day. Laura Johnson's probably the one of the best women on the planet that can can organize and structure her day better than anyone that I've ever met. Now she does ten times more than I do in a yeah. day. But she is she has made it a a consistent habit to ensure that she gets to the gym thirty minutes to an hour every single day. And it's timing with school drop off, timing but to me if you don't yeah, you can let anything run your day. Mm. And you can deprioritize that's why I think getting it done in the morning is usually also good because you can make 30,000 excuses to not do yeah, it at night. Yeah, yeah, um, But I do think I it, again, that. adds so much just you're sharper, you're, you physically feel better. There's probably some sort of chemical that it gives off that, like, kind of helps you get through the rest of your day. But it also shows um, others that they see that they know you have a crazy life. A lot of these people are your yeah. friends. So they know that you've got, you know, a business to run here and you've got kids to get to school and they've got 13,000 sporting activities that they have to do. And they still see you prioritizing at least one hour of your day to yeah. yourself yeah, to feel good, to, to like extend your life, all these things that are the benefit of exercise and nutrition. And once they see that, they, I feel like you realize I can find an hour. I can find 30 minutes. That's yeah. the thing in my mind. And I remember when I first started working remotely, two minutes away from my laptop, if I didn't answer the phone, I just assumed they thought I was, like, at the beach or not. And you can't live like that. You can't uh, work 12 solid hours a day yeah. and be good in anything yeah. else. Yeah. So that's really what I think. And, I again, I don't have the pressures of soccer and volleyball and softball and weekends and all that. But I just – I would say if, if your class is the perfect length of time, if that's that's yeah. what you've got, it's 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And it's hard and it's it's – mentally folk like you can knock out so you just blank yeah. out so much stuff to where then when you're done yeah you might be tired you're just refreshed and ready to go mm-hmm. that's that's how i feel like exercise is done for me or training or working out yeah and, and what to compliment that i always say you know you say an hour a day that's it i'm only asking an hour and a half a week right like you know right. so like i always say look come to a third and that's the reason why we have our classes mm-hmm. but it's also a reason why we got half an hour classes so, like, you know, we're talking about an hour and a half a week That's to true. focus on yeah. yourself. When the average work hour is, what, 55 hours? Mm-hmm. 55 hours in a week? You can't you're talking an about an hour and a half for yourself? I know. And, you know, and, and I I don't have kids yet either. And, like, I, I don't pretend like I know it all. But a gym, I know we specifically have hour classes, half an hour classes. And more importantly, we open up at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can come from 5 to 6. Yeah. You have to leave 
545. So, like, it's just, it's so cool to hear it from another voice mm-hmm. uh, that, like, I'm I'm a coach. Like, right. you're a person that's actually training. Right. And it's still the same philosophy. Right. You know, so what are um, what are some of the aspects that you learn, like, in training uh, that, that contribute to other parts of your life? So the biggest thing that I've figured out, and I don't know why it took me forever, is I went from a team sport to an individual sport. Ah. That is night and day difference. You can't you can have a bad day on individual, but that's on you. Yeah. There's your score is gonna be less, your you know, you'll beat yourself up more because you don't have these five other people that you're that you were working with on the court to be like, oh well she was kinda off today or like yeah. to shift some of the responsibility for your yeah. own position and your own self. Like it's yeah. a team sport. Now, this is a team sport for certain, other than you executing the workout yeah you got to have good coaching you got to have good mental coaching you got to have like great nutrition there's all these different people that are a part of your team but it's really you just executing on yeah. the workouts themselves this team is great because you do have all these people to lean on and you're all working and working yeah. out at the same but I think I found I found out a lot about myself and in, in that I could get frustrated really easily when I didn't know how to do something mm-hmm. I would get in that flames me up and you've seen it like I pop off Don's really even which is also why we work yeah 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 yeah. he's really even (laughs) and I'm usually the one that's like up and down yeah yeah yeah. um but I have learned to lock in a lot better so when I lock in and even though I know like day three of a hard week like we go three straight days so the third day is generally a pretty tough day because it's not like the workouts get easier so you really have to be mentally focused because you know your body is tired you know, your ankle might be hurting because you've done 200 double unders in the last, you know, hour. But you really have to focus mentally on things. And I've, uh, I've, I've figured out you can't just kind of check out. You could still play volleyball and do okay and not probably have your best game. Yeah. And you could still win because yeah, yeah. you had other people that were all going towards the same thing. Yeah. This is you and you. So then I just figured, like, going to individual, I learned a lot about how um, – dependent I was on other people in a team sport mm. and not as uh, relying on your own skill, your own benefit, your your own, I don't know what the word is. I would say it was really hard. Andrew and I had certain words. I yelled at Brian Johnson. If he listens to this, he'll crack up. Like, because I just fire off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry and frustrated. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've learned over time, because I would get angry and frustrated at work a ton. Okay. And so once I figured out, like, it's not just, oh, it's just me. It's just on me. But it is on you to actually take in the circumstances that you're in and what your response to that is, is, is uh, huge. And my, my, my initial response when I was starting to get more and more competitive and not finding success immediately was to get really frustrated and really angry and then lash out at other people. Don certainly took a brunt of a ton of that. Andrew certainly did. Yeah. Our friends have done that at times when it's been in the heat of the moment. Yeah. But being able to reset your brain, it's mindset. It's all mindset. And wow. Ben Bergeron talks a ton about that. Um, and I think it is really important. Um, and, and being able to do that has then also allowed me to be very calm, very cool, very collected in really difficult work situations, um, difficult just life circumstances, to have kind of a better um, perspective on things. Wow. Because you've had to fight that same demon on your own in the middle of something. And so instead of being able to kind of like fluff off and not that team sports are bad, but I'm just yep. saying like you don't realize how much – you rely on everybody else in that group until you carve off and are, are sitting by yourself trying to trying to achieve a big goal that yeah. either you do it or you don't do it. Yeah. So you know, it's 
it's fascinating that you said this because ironically all week um I was talking to Dan and Andrew and uh Dan had brought up this and it was it was neat. Um he was talking about the two nervous systems, uh the sympathetic and parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. And the sympathetic is like the stress environment. Mm -hmm. Uh and parasympathetic is the common. And he said some of the best athletes in the world can work in a, a sympathetic environment with with uh but firing off in a parasympathetic way. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Being in an extremely stressful environment, but calm. Yeah. And that that kind of relates to to some of the things like like earlier and we have conversations about everything, but we was talking about uh policemen making these decision decisions in the millisecond. Right. You know, high stress situations. Uh but if you can act from a, a parasympathetic standpoint, then you can be calm so you can make the most rational the decisions. Even in the, yeah. And and it's it's amazing that uh that that's what you rely on. How long did it take to get to that level where that's still pretty high. I mean, it is, and it's still where. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't see it. But a I mean, it was. I know. I didn't see a couple where I'm like, hey, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I also, you can't see me on this podcast, yeah. but like, I definitely wear my emotion on my face. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. Can, and if you know me really well, you know what I'm thinking, and you know. Yeah. But even if you don't know me that well, you can tell when I'm not thrilled about something. And yeah. so, um, but it took, I mean, it took a few years, honestly. Okay. Um, and it was. Don is an incredible, like, to me, incredible mental coach. It's a little different in being husband and wife, so it's not so Justin Sua yeah. being great. You yeah. Know, he's incredible. Yeah. Um, but just helping me see situations after the fact and, and you know, because Andrew and I started in this really young, and so we were both kind of figuring things out, and I was popping off, and he's younger than I am, and yeah. so we're both kind of, like, button heads over things because yeah. I don't know how to – I didn't know how to function in, in an individual sport. Ah. He's trying to coach me on that, but he – you know, he's learning, too. Yeah. And so Don would be like, okay, take a step back and evaluate what you're – what you got so angry about and where would you – where could you have, like, turned the corner on that? And so yeah. it was more um, – it took a few years, and I still have my moments for sure. And a lot of that I find the, when I'm in that moment is because there's so much outside, like work has gotten crazy or, you know, there's something going on with our house or something. Like there's all these outside influences that are negative. I'll find, like this year has probably been one of the harder ones um, and been the more mentally challenging ones and in, in trying to keep your brain locked in when you're trying to really focus and block out some of the negative and all the noise because there's so much of it. Politics gun violence, coronavirus, like all this stuff that's going on that you're just constantly getting flooded on social media yeah, and the yeah, news. Yeah. All this stuff that's just so negative. Yeah, yeah. And it's really hard not to then just be in a negative trench with it because yeah. all you hear is negative. Yeah. Um, so Don and I really try to talk about that and try to, you know, we both had COVID. We put our phones down for like three days because all you really could do was just flip through social media yeah. and it was not healthy yeah and we realized we were kind of being snappy to each other kind of being negative yep. kind of all those things and we're like it's because we're sitting here yeah. and we're just reading negative after Consumer, negative like you've got to like you said you've got to be careful what you let in yeah and so once i and i'm again i do have my moments but i, I it's something now where i can see if i'm like taking a mental detour in the middle of a workout uh, okay and i can usually get myself back yeah so that or you at least notice that like uh, I'm too deep. I can't. Right. But it's it's not like you're not conscious of it. Right. It, before it was just firing off and not really knowing why that was happening or how to control that. Um, and it it just yeah, it's taken some time. Um, but it, it 
by being able to do that, that's just, that's been super beneficial for work, for all my relationships, all my friendships, husband, you know, all those things. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, being a, being an athlete, um, a lot of times that come with, uh, attentional attention and unintentional. What's some of the ways that like, uh, you seen you working out was more impactful than you really thought? Um, that's interesting. Impactful on others or impactful others. on, um, unintentional, unintentional, um, in a positive way. And I know I've talked to you about this before. Um, and I can vividly remember it. First competition I did after the St. Pete deal, Laura Johnson and Brian loaded their girls up and came down to Fort Myers. Um, it's probably the worst venue ever, but they came down, <laughs> girls came down and they were young. Violet and Whitney were young. I, I mean, six and nine, maybe I don't remember their ages exactly, but they made signs. They were there. It was just, it was like wanting to be there and cheer you on. And then our friend group being like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. We want to support you in anything that we do. Like Andy won't make me a drink right now with very much in it at all. Cause he's like, I'm not going to be the one that messes you up. Yeah. The CrossFit games. Yeah. So like actually seeing like your friend group rally around you, despite all the sacrifices that you have to make, like that's been really, that's been really cool that I didn't realize was that they would think was so neat. I thought they would all think I'm nuts, which they do, but yeah, like, yeah. that they, they would ask about it, you know, the open is five weeks long and they're checking in every week and how are you doing and what do you need and how can I help you? Things like that. Um, but seeing at work too has been interesting in the sense that like, I'm in a very pretty male, pretty male dominated industry. At least okay. a long time ago. It's a ton more women now, which has been really, really cool. And it's very diverse now. Um, I would say in the last probably five to 10 years, it's, it's, certainly gotten bigger I've also gotten into positions where I see more of it and okay. not so tunneled into the one job that I do yeah so I travel for work conferences and things like that well I don't play golf there's a ton of golf that goes on there's a big group of women that play golf that I need to learn from I just don't have the patience for it like I'm not yeah I can't sit there for that long I yeah just, I gotta and it's gonna be a while for you being bad before you actually, right. actually you know how well I'm gonna do with that yeah. so um even the pros on tv have terrible swings you know what I mean yeah so I'm like yeah they still stink at this like there's no you know so you're going to end up getting a trainer right, and, like, and, yeah, you yeah. know, and that's that expensive long sport. Yeah. So not that this isn't so, so I going down to the gym and working out, it's, it was always awesome. Cause I would see most of the guys that I work with yeah. and then you start starting women coming in there and working out and they're like, well, if you're down here at 5am, like, let's go, you know? Yeah. So then you start, we started having groups that would go, the same group of women would go to these, all these different conferences. We all go. So then we started making like, okay, I'll see you at 5am at the gym. So now we're all in there moving everybody else out, working out and training too, and not being as intimidated, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you go down there and everyone's like lifting bunches of weights and it's in a different gym. Nobody really knows where anything is. You're not as comfortable with it. That's another thing. Over time, I got way more comfortable with dumbbells and plates and okay. all that stuff. In the beginning, I was like, I don't know what to do with all of this. I don't yeah. know how heavy to go. I don't know what. And I certainly don't want to look like an idiot and pick up something really heavy and not be able to finish with it. Yeah. So we started making like little workout groups. So we would go down and train. And then you see people at conference and be like, oh, I heard you in the CrossFit game. Like, it was just, it was, there was more um, recognition of, like, hard work and what you're doing than I realized. Okay. There's a nice lady at the Sarasota airport, because I travel all the time, that's in security. She's like, oh, you got to fit her. I know who you are. I follow your Instagram page. Like, and I just, I'm sitting there like, what? Yeah. I'm like, there's no way, you know. Wasn't it weird for you, like, initially to even start the Instagram? Yes. I'm not, to me, that's always that always comes across or, or did initially until okay. I started really diving into it. I still think there's a tremendous amount of this that happens, but it's always like, love me some me and Hey, yeah. look at me and look yeah. at all my stuff and look at how great I am. And that's never been a f- 
fiber in my being at all. I don't like that. I love PR on weights. Yeah. I love all that stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, we can file that away in a vault. Nobody has to see that. I know that. Yeah. My coach knows that. Don knows that. My friends yeah. know that. That's enough. But what I didn't realize, the ripple effect, and Lori Katz was even saying something about it. She's fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Um, and you should definitely have her on this. Yeah, no, um, that, She was talking about... Lori, you hear had, that, right? Yeah. She's got such impact and such broad-reaching impact and has come, like, started from the bottom and now she's here and has worked her tail off in a really tough industry. Um and made an impact on women and minority, like just, she's incredible. But she was just saying, you know, the social, that's how people are communicating now. And it's, and it is, there, it does have this element of, hey, look at me. But if you couch it right, it's, and by that, I mean, if you, you establish the, the setup for it right, it's not going to come across as so self-centered. It's really more showing, hey, you can do this too. Yeah. If I'm a yeah. full-time executive and I'm, you know, on my way to the CrossFit Games, hopefully in the next three to four years, though most of my friends, I think, would love it if I would just go ahead and get it over with so they don't have yeah. to keep yeah. not serving me alcohol. <laughs> um, but if you can you can do this, too. Like, and, it, and muscles are not ugly. They're not scary. Yeah. They're, to me, signs of strength. Yeah. You don't have to be big and bulky. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be, if you want to be, great. If you yeah. don't, fine. Yeah. Um, but it's not, you don't have to have no no girth to you either so I feel like it's making something more acceptable than and I think it's a lot better now but back when I was growing up and in high school everybody on every magazine all the women on every magazine were they felt like 10 pounds right and so you were constantly trying to emulate that and be that yeah it's just not healthy yeah so um I feel like it's it's in you there's a so many women in CrossFit that have have really made the conversation very comfortable and have have talked about having body issues, which I had plenty of that in high school, um, and talked about how they overcame that and how CrossFit really pulled them out of that. Wow! Um, because you can be strong, and it is fun to beat the guy next yeah. to you. And I know yeah. that might be humbling for him, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of nice to beat the guy next to you. And so now yeah, yeah. my coworkers and all that, they're like, "I think you stole my traps." You know, like they're all yeah. making jokes about it. Yeah, yeah. But they're also like, "Hey, what's your PR oh, yeah. on this? How'd you do on this? How's the game?" So yeah. like, my company even knows especially my inner group, know when the Open is, when the qualifier is, when the games are. And everybody's like, all right, when you make it to the games, just let us know we're going to come. You know, yeah. so it's just, it's been, it's neat to see that you're, you you can have an impact and you don't have to go out and speak about it all the time. Yeah. But it's just kind of actions and being humble but hungry. That's another Ben Bergeron thing all day. Like, I'm, I, I don't want it to be like, hey, love me some me. Um, I want, it's, it, I'm just humble about it. I don't like promoting that. But at the same time, if it's making such a positive impact, you do want to be able to cultivate that and yeah. cultivate that side of showing that a lot of things that you're doing that maybe other people didn't realize either you could do or should do mm-hmm. is, is yeah, it's within their reach too. It's it's to very much like what you said. It's like you can actually reach out and touch touch someone that's yeah. succeeding in something. And it's, it's cool. It's impactful. You know, weirdly when you say that, I'm like, huh? But as soon as you said, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That's, I mean, I thought the same exact way about Ray's Ramblings, you know, uh, because like, like I didn't want to, I didn't want, I love doing kind of stuff. Right. Like, I love it. Whether you watch it or not. Right. So like to put something kind on video for me, I'm like, I, I don't want to. Because you don't I didn't want, want that to be, be it, right? Because yeah. then it feels like you're doing it solely for that. Which we see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like, That's you know, the and, and as what you are, uh, like, as what you referred to earlier is like, we see so much of it, then we start to be like, hold on, wait, is that me? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be perceived as mm-hmm. this. And just like you said, 
after um, showing kind of stuff and stuff like that. And me not knowing, like, look, you and I have conversations all the time that's exactly like this. And I just started thinking, like, it, it gives me goosebumps after a lot of the conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this would be beneficial to the world. Not necessarily that we have to have cameras Because we're so and deep and we're so good. And we said, th- no, no, not even, but that we're real. It's like we have a conversations about opposing views. Mm-hmm. And we sit up there listening to each other and be like, oh, I didn't, I never looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, in a world that, that doesn't happen, it's how can I respond to this and rebuttal this? That's the world we living in. Mm-hmm. Instead of somebody being like, oh, okay. Oh, so when you, right. I never, oh, shoot. So when you, okay. And, right. you know, so for me, it was weird to even start this because I'm like, uh, until what you said, well, my intentions was just to bring value to the world, blah, blah, blah. But when you see other people affected in ways that the, originally my first raised rambling shirt ever, uh, it was like nobody cares work harder. Well, I, I would I would work, write my goals and stuff like that on uh, my mirror. Right. And just at home because I wanted to stay inspired. But when I left home, yep. the inspiration Wayne well, a little. It, it yep. goes off. Mm-hmm. So I started wearing my goals and stuff on my shirt, not because I'm like, show you what my... I just wanted to stay inspired by myself. Right. And I didn't realize, I remember walking into like, I think it was to get our marriage license or something like that. And um, and I was walking into like the police station and it was like, that shirt is awesome. And that was the first time I ever realized that wearing something that impact me can impact others. Right. Yep, and it was it was the cool, coolest part about that. So yeah. like, with how regimented you are and how hard you are, and the impact that you know that you have on people, uh, what's some of the sacrifices that you have to make? I know one of them have to be like I mean, food and drinking typically come with social atmosphere, right? You know, so what's how what are some of the sacrifices and and how do you get over? Because it? it's not easy, right? It's not. Um, you. It's sleep, so it's going to bed eight thirty or nine when uh-huh. generally people are going to ten or eleven. Um, it's going on trips. Like I've, I've been to, our group goes skiing. Well, we've just started last year, but we've been a few times before that with some other couples. Where I'm not drinking, and everybody else is. Ooh. So, having club soda when everybody else is having a, a yummy. A How was that martini, at first? Like, um, cause really everybody- hard because you want to, you feel like you need to be. Included in, in, like I said, it was almost, it was in that period of time when I wasn't really sure of myself anyway. Okay. And so I was having flare-ups and workouts and was kind of all over the place. So you're still trying to find this identity Ah. and you want to hang out socially and you don't, but then, like I said, the more serious and regimented you got it, regimented you got, the more you realized two nights of drinking like that is a week and a half to two weeks of working out to get back to even where you Uh, were. So you didn't want to spend your chip like that. Okay. Okay. So it's, we've definitely taken, um, vacations where I don't drink and I go to bed early. Um, we, it's, it's not drinking a bunch during the week. I know it sounds like all we ever did was drink, which maybe we did more of that when we were younger. Um, it's skipping trips. Like I've missed Mardi Gras a couple of years in a row and we always go to Mardi Gras, see our friends, uh, hang out even, but I've been to Mardi Gras not drinking, which is fine, but it's, it's ultimately missing trips like that because they're wow. knocking right on the door of competition and you need to be in your bed sleeping. You need to be in bed eight hours, you know, nine hours a night sleeping. You need to be on your food regimen, eating all your macro, like hitting your macros to the T. So there's to a point where I think it is going to end up being, it, and I had surgery earlier this year, so we kind of rebooted things where 
you will sacrifice vacations. You'll sacrifice going, yeah. just hanging out with your friends, doing, you know, staying out late solely because there's such a, it really is a ripple effect impact on the, how productive you can be in the gym. Um, and you need so much sleep and you need, you know, so those are like sacrifices like that. It's been, it's been couples trips, husband trips, yeah. things like yeah. that, where we go and we have a good time, but it's, you know. Yeah. I, is it, is it, uh, is it hard on the relationship? Like, is it ways you have to communicate that or does it, does he? It was hard in the beginning just because okay. it was like, cause I was sort of in the same spot. I'm like, yeah, a glass of wine really isn't going to kill me. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. we would never stop at just one, one. And then need to go to bed at nine. He's not ready to go to bed at nine. Yeah. So just, but it's, it's, like I said, we, he's such a good, he wants it to succeed so well because yeah. he knows how hard we work, both of mm-hmm. us work and how hard I work in the gym that he, he sees even little things like that because now we're at a point where little things make a difference. Yeah. Everybody can work as hard as I work, just physically as hard as I work. And now they get to this top 100. Now it's way more about it's that. Way more. It's way more about everything else balancing nutrition sleep mental all of that stuff balancing so he sees how hard and, and how hard I'm working and he he wants this for me more probably yeah. than I you know what I mean yeah. like he's yeah. so supportive yeah so in the beginning it was tricky just like I said trying to yeah. get going to bed early because you're cutting in on that time where you're together yeah um but and then, friends always say how come you ain't drinking just one just one right exactly that have to be tough 100% and so now like I said Andy won't serve me a drink without just like a touch of because he's like yeah. I'm not gonna be the reason you know yeah and like I said I my this friend group that we've created they're they want it as much as I do, yeah, and they want yeah. they see how hard the work is. They see the sacrifices, so they don't pressure me like that. I can okay. stay out late and yeah, do yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah, with yeah. them and not drink and still have yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm an awesome designated driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Don um, in the back. Yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it's that's I think you do have to have this. It's just this awesome tribe of people that yeah. that get you and know that's believe what, you're, what you believe. Right. Exactly. Don't question it. Right. Yeah, so, so like when you said that, um, so that in 2017 you had a competition where you were ranked 1,499. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. I ain't even making it up. Mm-hmm. I just I researched that not too long ago. And uh, in 2020, uh, you had a competition where you was uh, ranked 78th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what was the difference between 1,578? Like I said, you, it all really kicked off into serious four days a week training at the gym for two hours a day, adding a swim coach, adding a run coach, really dialing in nutrition, really tracking and focusing on sleep, like doing all these things after I competed in Thunderdome in like, must have been 2016, and I was in the RX, the hardest one that I'd ever competed in, and I was last. And I remember Don thinking when we were leaving, because... CrossFit is great in the sense that, like, the person that's finishing last, everybody's always clapping around. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. don't yeah. – I appreciate that. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't ever want to be that person yeah. again. I'll cheer the, that person yeah, on, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to be that person again. So as we're leaving, we're going to Disney. I don't have a thing for that. We were going to Disney. It's like our – that's one thing, too. We plan vacations for right after okay. some of these so that you can let loose and, like, not okay. be so um, – so you have these things to look forward to. Um, so – he goes, I remember we were getting on the on-ramp, and he goes, I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, Don, he's trying to, like, figure yeah, out yeah, how yeah, the yeah. situation was The coach. Huge. Right, and he's just like, I was thinking either she's going to be like, that's it, I'm good, that was fun, I never want to do that again, or he's like, or you're going to be all about it. And he goes, we weren't even on the on-ramp, you're like, I'm going to have to do two-a-days. 
like, I got to catch up with these women. And so, and he was like, <laughs> all right, you know, here we go. And so it, it really did start. We started doing two a days a lot. We started focusing on, we got a good training program to go with it. Andrew really focused on, like, I had, there's a thousand weaknesses in CrossFit. So you just got to be good yeah, at them. Yeah, you can't yeah. be excellent at everything. And so we started training twice a day. Um, for at least a year, I feel like we did that. Um, again, to get used to different times of day of training and then also to have good, like, lifting sessions, good Metcon sessions, like, gymnastic sessions, trying to break some of that up. But it really was outworking it, like, mm. physically outworking it, um, coupled with going to the comp train camp was just a good mental boost and being okay. around. Because that's one thing I will say in, in our gym. No one's trying to do the same thing that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So it is hard sometimes to get the motivation or to find like when you're trying to get through a metcon and see how well you're doing it's so much easier when you're standing right next to the person you're trying to beat yeah as opposed to trying to imagine them sitting there yeah because some days you're like yeah yeah okay you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. and so so going to a camp and realizing there's a lot of these other women and, and individuals out there that are like gunning for the same stuff yeah. it's like everyone's got to have the same mindset so Mindset became a big thing, too, and just really trying to focus and dial in and, like, gut out the last minute and realize kind of what the bigger picture was as opposed okay. to just physically, I got to lift more, I got to run faster, I got to do this many, you know, because in the top 100, things are separated by reps. Yeah. I mean, I might have two more reps, and all of a sudden I'm 50th instead of 78th. It's not. Uh, two it's reps? slivers. It is slivers of time, reps. So it's not... I made big chunks because I, I, I was still learning a lot at 1,500. Okay. I was like, barely had a bar muscle up, barely had a ring muscle up. And now it's how many of those can you string together? Okay. So now it also is a shift of I'm not scared of any workout because I know I can do everything in it. Yeah. It's uh, just how well can I do everything in it Got now. you. Whereas before I was like, oh, please, no double unders. Please, 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 no double unders because I knew how bad I was at those. So then when you would get those workouts, you're like, oh. and now it's we've trained so much, like done – just we've done so much that it's not so much the movements that I can't do it might be the weight that it's going to be tricky or yeah. but it's I can still do them okay um so now it's a matter of how fast can you do them how well can you do them how many of them can you do like okay. things like that and so that is actually more energetic than like being afraid of what actually is coming okay so I think that's one thing plus like I said it's all those things we added running and swimming because a lot of that is mental as well and a lot of those movements actually really play well into all these Metcons that we're doing and it's helping from a endurance cap uh, capacity and, and things like that. And just some different coaching perspective from that as well. So that's yeah. been really good. Don, we work on the mental side of that a bunch. He's really good at that, as you yeah. know. So we try to dial into that. He's just, he's, I married him for a reason. He's Man, he is, so, he is. <laughs> so it's, it, it, it now in like this top 100 group, now it's just slivers. So yeah. everybody's doing getting their sleep and getting their food right and all that kind of stuff. Now it's more here um, and just conditioning more and more and more and more and more. And so it's not, you can't, you can't just outwork it now. Now there's all these other different pieces that you got to like be one step better than someone else. So, and maybe one, some weeks are your weeks and some weeks are not. I'm at normally tall for this sport. Yeah. So there's certain things that just for a shorter person are easier to get through and easier to rep through, but you got you got to pick the things you know you're strong at and really ball out on that and then just do well yeah. on the other ones. So, so, so look, the difference between 50 and, you said, like, 100 is, like, two reps sometimes? It can be, 100%. So what do you feel like the difference between 50 and 1? Um, it can easily be the same thing. Damn. It's seconds. Like, if they finish a workout 10 seconds faster than you, that lops you. But what wow. I will say, and, and Andrew can attest to it as well, 
what you do find often is that people are really good at certain things and not very good at others. And what we've tried to develop is being good at all of it okay. so that you're consistently finishing in and around the same range as opposed gotcha. to finishing 100, 700, 22, 42nd hundred, you know, something like yep. that to where you're still in the top hundred, but you're not uh, balanced. Got you. Um, okay. So we've worked really hard to try to be more balanced so that the more consistent you are, the higher your rank goes. Gotcha. So gotcha. And that's that. the reason why you wasn't that good in swimmer. So swimming, so you got a swim coach. Yep. You was I terrible could swim at running. The bar, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't yeah, actually yeah. swim. Yeah. Running, I was leaking like leaking energy. I think Charles uh, when he saw me was like, What are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Which yeah. is surprising. Which yeah. is surprising from an athlete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd always just gotten by with running. I never really yeah. liked it. And now that he's taught me fundal fundamentals of that do I want to run a marathon? No. But is it hurt when I run now? No. That actually is a period of time where I can actually rest, even though I'm going pretty yeah, fast. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a total mental change. Okay. 100% mental change. Golly. So, yeah. All right. Well, with all that, I always ask people the same, the same final question. Uh, probably the most important question I always feel. Um, so uh, you're an athlete, mm-hmm. you're a wife, you're a friend, you're a daughter. You're all these things that means a lot to the world. So when it's all said and done and you about to breathe your last breath, I always try to like reverse engineer and stuff. Uh, what do you want your legacy uh, to be? When somebody think about Leah the Jet Purvis, what is some something that you hope people uh, will feel about you? I would want people to think, to see, I said it a few times in this, that through hard work, integrity, keeping my moral compass straight and being humble, I was able to seize every opportunity that God granted me and accomplish what he wanted me to accomplish and not in a showy way, not in a just almost in like the actions speak louder than words um, and be able to make an impact. And I would, I would love it if, if, you know, girls everywhere, young girls everywhere felt like that was that, that I was something they would emulate in the sense of just, Hard work really does pay off, and that's a Matt Fraser thing, but it, it truly does. In my job, I'm at the top of my field for what I do. Um, I want to, like, I'm shooting for the top of the field here in, in, in recognizing that even though I may not land where I want to land, like, I've given everything that I've, the, the, what God has blessed me with, I've used the way that he wanted me to use um, to get where he wanted me to go to impact the people that he wanted me to impact. Oh, I'm all jokes aside. Seriously, I was I was getting chills because, uh, not only are those like uh great words to wish for, it's it's how I feel. Like when I when I see you doing some of these things, I'm like, how that, like, I mean, I the number one question I used to think, what the hell does she do for a living? Mm-hmm. Like you know, and then after getting to know you, I mean, Don remember he was like, I remember Don talking to Don and he was like. She does everything at 100%. And, and you don't really get better in the games. You get better behind the scenes. So a lot of stuff I don't see you do, but I tend to see the same consistent outcome. Thank you for listening to the Raise Ramblings podcast. I hope it brought you value this week. If it did, make sure you subscribe and follow Raise Ramblings on social media. If you want the key points, bonus materials from this episode and future episodes, head over to raiseramblings.com slash podcast and sign up for the Ray Club 
You'll also get special perks, early access, and weekly motivation sent directly to your inbox, people. All of it for free. Just by signing up for the Rate Club at raiserhymns.com slash podcast. Again, thanks for listening, people. Have a great week and be the best version of yourself.